0: What's going on? This is King Cam on King Cam's Injumbe's podcast. Njumbe means message and the message is African history, community service and self-care. Today we're going to discuss the mountains of the moon. Yes, the mountains of the moon. Did you know that the ancient Egyptians had their own origin story? Yeah. According to the Papyrus of Hunifer, it says we came from the beginning of the Mount of the Nile where God happy dwells at the foothills of the mountains of the moon where did the nile river begin it began there at the mountains of the foothills of the mountains of the moon the mountains of the moon are the rinzori mountains that's the source of the nile river the highest, the highest peak is 16762 feet and this mountain range is called the massifs the, the mountains of the moon uh, it makes a bowl. That's six major mountains located in one place or one major area. That's Uganda and Congo, right? And it ranges from tropical rainforest all the way up to snow. Mount Stanley is 16,762 feet. Mount Speak is 16,040 feet. Mount Baker 15,889 feet. Mount Amin 15,741 feet, and Mount Gizzi, 15,469 feet. And get this, for my Mario fans, Mount Luigi, 15,180 feet. And a notable mention, Mount Kilimanjaro. All these vast and high mountains um, produced a bowl where the Nile River began. It came from the foothills and the mountains of the moon. That's what the Egyptians said all of this produced a place where with the rainfall coming down and the ice melting from uh, those those snow-capped mountains it caused the Nile River to get this to flow from south to north. See most rivers all rivers except for the Nile River flows from north to south. Nile River flows from south to north. How many miles about 4,139 miles. It flows from south to north, so large that you can fit the whole United States, 2,100 miles of the United States, and still have room. So, the Egyptians already gave their origin story. You came from the foothills, from the mountains of the moon, where God dwells. It was a massive, count, six major mountains in one massive area in Congo, in Uganda, and they said, that's where we came from. They wrote it in the Papyrus of Hunifur. Now, the Nile River gave birth to three major civilizations, three major civilizations, okay? That is the uh, Ethiopians, Egyptians, and the Sudanese. Now, over time, the Nile River developed These people, Ethiopia became, was originally called Abyssinia or Aksum, Sudan originally was called Nubia, Kush or ancient Moreau. And of course, Egypt was also originally called Hemet, land of the blacks. As time went on and the knowledge of math and science and architecture and agriculture, law philosophy was passed down from Ethiopia to Nubia, from Nubia finally to Egypt, According to Dr. Ben, in his book, Black Man of the Nile and His Family, they, these people established a high culture thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years ago. So long before the Pharaohs, long before King Tut, King Ramses, these people, the Ethiopians, already had what Dr. Ben called a high culture. Where was it established? It was established in Central and East Africa. Not North Africa, close to where? Europe. It was in Central East Africa. Foothills of the mountains of the moon. In the Uganda area, in Kenya, right around there. So, they had a high culture. Now it gave birth to three major civilizations beginning with the grandmother, Ethiopia, daughter, Nubia, and the granddaughter, Egypt. Now, before the Pharaohs, there was a long list of kings and queens in Ethiopia and Sudan. Some of the ancient Egyptian deities at the time were real people. Did you know that? They was actually real individuals that lived real lives, had real struggles just like everybody else over time, their their, their real lives became legend, legend became myth, and now they're deified. Osiris was a real person and Horus was even a real person. Tahuti was a real person. John Jackson, in his book, Introduction to African Civilization, the high culture was established tens of thousands of years ago to where they ruled the land for a long period of time. Horus of Heru was, um, was renowned and respected. Kings that came after him gave, put, gave themselves the title of Horus or the followers of Horus. Once that time was over, here comes the Pharaohs. So we have, we have pointed out to Ben, and many sources, even the Egyptians, They had a high culture long before the pharaohs, okay? They had three major civilizations established by the Nile, Ethiopia, Nubia, and uh, Egypt. At 4,000 plus miles. It just didn't start with Egypt. It began in Ethiopia. And the only difference is, Egypt put it all in stone. So, had all these kings and queens and kingdoms and so you know there was some division there who united them Hmm. king menes or aha he realized that egypt even though they had a high culture they had science mathematics and everything they needed they had to be united sounds familiar we're very bright have a lot of things going on, but we as a people have to unite, realizing that we are our only hope. So, King Menes, he was another Nubian. He united Egypt. Egypt was, they was divided. Divided between Upper Egypt and Lower Egypt. Remember, the Nile River flowed from where? South to North. That means the Upper Egypt was the southern part that was Sudan and Nubia and Ethiopia. That was the, the they called the Upper Egypt. The Lower Egypt was the north, which is what we see now today, the Nile Delta and uh, Giza and so on. What did he do? He united them, and because of that, he received he received the grand title of the King of the North and south. Guess what? His wife got the title of the lady of the north and south. So we have three major kingdoms, one after the other, Ethiopia, Nubia, and finally Egypt. All was going up and down the Nile river, 4,100 plus miles. Egypt, taught by, uh, by, by Nubia. Nubia was taught by Ethiopia. They all began down south, in Uganda, foothills and the mountains of the moon. So now, but now they birthed so these high cultures. Egypt was once divided, but then it was united by one person. Right? My name is King Cam. Thanks for listening to uh, King Cam's June Based podcast. I am the, uh, the new radio host for Midnight Over with King Cam on National Saving Fatherhood Radio. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter, MarcusSpeaks1 or on Instagram, MarcusSpeaks and I will talk to you soon. Peace. What's going on? You're listening to King Cam's Unjumbe's podcast. Unjumbe means message. And the message is kings before the pharaohs. Yeah, I said it the kings before the pharaohs. We're going to discuss the followers of Horus Heru, or they call him Shimshu Heru. Last time, we discussed the Nile River, uh, Egyptian origins, and that King Horus or Haru was a real person before he became a myth, a legend. And those that came after him donned the name or titled the followers of Horus. So let me talk about that. They became so popular that according to the book of coming forth by day, the followers of Haru were worthy of emulation. He said, May I be one of the followers of Horus. And according to John Jackson, his book, The Introduction to African Civilization, Horus was real. So the scholars and Egyptologists uh, said the Pharaonic Age began 3200 BC. This period is called the First Dynasty. Um, and it was founded by King Aha or Menes. Menes was a Nubian. And he united Egypt. He placed that two, those two states into one nation because there was Upper Egypt, which was basically Sudan and Nubia, and Lower Egypt, which is um, the Nile River Delta, the land of Goshen in that area. And so he united that because they had separate kings, separate uh, governors and rulers. So they united. And however... Um, as time unfolded the idea went on to assume that the Sphinx was around the same uh, age as the pyramids, which they were not. The Sphinx on record is 10,500 years old, which which makes it older than even the first dynasty dynastic period. So, in doing this, we will have to identify that there were kings and pharaohs long before this, and they were called the Shining Ones and the followers of her word. Now, there's been whispers about this, um, full of mystery. And as time goes on, according to uh, Mr. Robert Boval and Graham Hancock in their books, The Messages of the Sphinx, and the black genesis, the kingdom of Nubia always had colonies along the Nile. And they were more ancient than the modern, what modern historians call ancient Egypt. Dr. Ben points out that Ethiopia and Nubia had a high culture long before the kingdom of Kemen. So that was basically a Kemet before Kim. Hmm. It has been noted that the kingdoms of the Nile were established like 36,000 years ago and had kings and queens that reigned for a very long time. We're about to get into that. So these kingdoms of Nubia and Ethiopia were Established and they were very civilized. As the Egyptians already told us their origin story in the Papyrus of Unifur. came from the fit hills of the mountains of the moon, where God had been. But who are these people that came from Sudan and Nubia? Who were they? Who are these great ancestors or the ancient of ancient ancestors? founded Egypt who colonized Egypt yeah Ethiopia according to Dr. Ivan Van Surma in his book the Egypt Revisited he said that he knows that Ethiopia said that Egypt was a colony of theirs interesting so these great ancestors um wrote their story even the greeks mentioned that the egyptians said where they came from so why are we going with these so-called modern historians saying that they came from aliens and things like that where egyptians actually said that hey we came from uganda and kenya and there were kings before our king queens before our queen So, during this time, there arose Nubians whose names would become legendary over time. We have Osiris, we have Tahuti, Isis, and of course Horus. During this time, they were called the Anu people. Yeah. So, before Kemet, and right around the reign of Nubia, there was the Anu people. And then once Horus passed on, because he was, was a real person, Osiris was a real person, and in fact Osiris' tomb is still around today, and it still can be visited. So after Heru or Horus, then he, according to the Edfu text, he became legendary. He fought battles, raised wars with his uncle. We know the story. But this story evolved, and there was whispers coming from the sands. And after him were the followers of Heru, and before Menes were the followers of Heru. So after Horus was a long line of kings that donned this title. So in the first or the First Dynasty, according to the Turin canon, or the Papyrus of Turin, it talks about the list of kings. These are, on record, kings before the pharaohs, and they were all jumbled under one group. And the Turin canon, you can look it up, the Turin canon has the list of kings, and there was between four 43 and 46, they call them great Spears. or followers of Haru. And they reigned, get this, they reigned for 13,420 years. It's a very long time. And they were identified in the pyramid text as well. So we have the Anu people, Cyrus, was a real person. His wife, Isis, was a real person. Horus was a real person. There were animal people. They were Nubi, Ethiopian, right? Then after Horus, follow me, there was a long line of kings of the followers of Huru. And then it went from the Turin canon, talking about the 13,000-year reign of these kings, the Pyramid Text in the so-called I would like to say modern pharaonic age or the old kingdom. Even the followers of Heru became legendary. That they, in the Pyramid Text, were identified. And they were the ones that led the kings up to the stars. Cyrus was a real person, Boris was a real person. After him, there's about 46 kings with titles, followers of Huru. Now, in the Pyramid text, they noted that these followers of Huru would lead the kings to the stars, right? Also, the Pyramid text grouped them under the word "pay" and Nephtis or Nephthyn. Pei, the word Pe, P-E, was represented the kings of the followers of Haru from the lower kingdom. And Neptune were those from the upper kingdom or the south, Sudan. So, the followers of Haru was given location Along with their names. So they were esteemed as great men and great leaders before the pharaohs, and they built monuments, some forever lost, you know, under the uh, Suez Canal. Some are still yet to be found under the sands in Sudan and ancient Morocco. these people built these sphinx and they developed the idea of the pyramids. Hmm? So, during the 36,000 year period, they built these great monuments. They established themselves as great rulers and they had calendars and they looked up in the sky and said, this is Uh, this constellation, that constellation, and we're going to modern, we're going to uh, gauge our days and our seasons off of this. So, as the centuries moved on, they were, they went from real people to legendary guardians for the old dynasty. Each one according to the pyramid text, would be the guys for the kings, right? The followers of Huru uh, could be not only kings and guys, right? They could represent a class of people. Get it? Now, remember, the, the ancient Egyptians, the people of Kemet, They've been around for a long time, duly noted. Ethiopia colonized uh, Nubia. Nubia colonized uh, Egypt. Horus was a real person. Horus of was a real person. But get this. They could also represent a class of people from the land of Anum located in the Sudan area. And they were known for working metal. They were blacksmiths, according to David David Basil. Basil Davidson, I'm sorry. Their knowledge and their understanding of metals and smelting iron was kept in royal secret. It was like a secret water to them. The followers of Haru knew how to build and destroy. And these individuals became legendary. So the whispers are real. It's true. That Egypt didn't come from aliens. It came from Ethiopia. It came from the foothills of the Mountains of the Moon in Kenya and Uganda. It came from the Batwa people. It came from Anu people. All they did was put everything in stone. We know that Horus was a real individual. And the king that followed him donned that title, follows Horus. And those that donned that title became legends. So legendary that the oldest, one of the oldest books identified them as the shining ones. And they guided kings to the stars. And also the followers of Horus was known as individuals who were blacksmiths. Hmm. We got more to talk about. But that's it for now. And this is King Cam's and June Bay's podcast. And June Bay means message. And the message is the kings or the pharaohs. We're going to go into detail about this. Because Egypt did not start in just out of nowhere started in the deep South, in the heart of Africa. All right? If you want to, you know, if you like this information, please share. Please follow. As well as, um, if you want to be a sponsor to the show, let me know. You can message me and you can make that happen. Till next time, I will talk to you later.